It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I'm not a scientist. I'm not an expert in footballs. I'm not an expert in football measurements. I don't want anyone rubbing them, uh, putting in the air in them, taking the air out. To me, those balls are perfect, and that's what... I expect when I show up. Okay, turn on the football. So goddamn hard about holding on to it. Introducing Mike Cash Collins and Scott Stag Simpson as the fantasy millionaires. Eight two twenty twenty one. It's time. Time to let the fantasies back in. Time to picture draft night. Time to picture setting 100 DFS lineups. Time to get this stuff straight and clear. Time to talk rounds four and five. Time to talk stats. So let's get this show popping. Scotty Stacks. Give me some August thoughts. Oh, man. Uh, you know, I tweeted out something yesterday. It was a cheat code on DraftKings because DraftKings put their player prices out. By the way, great to see you, uh, my, my man Cash. Mike Cash counts. Good to see you, brother, tonight. Uh, I put a tweet out that said, uh, cheat code for DraftKings. Uh, Kyle Pitts is $4,400. Thank you very much. Uh, and then Elijah Moore is $3,000. Oh, my gosh. We're a, we're, we're a month away. And I'm still salivating. I have a whole month to go. I'm probably going to bust my DraftKings nut before we even get to September. Something's wrong here, man. I'm so excited. How are you feeling right now uh, as we enter August? I mean, it's time. It's time. We are here. It is fantasy time. I love, love, love letting all of this stuff become important again. It, it is it is now important. It's time to pay attention. It's time to really focus in. And it's time to just start imagining a, a cool September Sunday. Being being with a friend, watching watching Scott Hansen. It's time to to let this stuff back into your heart, into your minds, into your spirit. I mean, this is it. This is this is this is when the good players start paying attention. I mean, all the guys in your home league, the guys who who end up winning the trophies, they 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 start. They they're they're paying attention now. So, I'm excited to be chopping it up. I'm excited to uh go through rounds 4 and 5 with you and to start um getting this stuff clear so we can we can you know uh put out what we want to put out for for all our our fantasy millionaires out there um future fantasy millionaires maybe they're not fantasy millionaires yet but they will be after they use our picks this year to cash and stack their cash so yeah yeah and and you know we're gonna we're gonna try and get through rounds four and five th tonight um and, and we're just gonna keep going up until the draft just we're gonna start doing two rounds i was made fun of with this theory and this was um this was a very early fantasy theory that i developed 
that I was, you know, laughed out of the room about. But I still think this theory is very valid. Your first six rounds are, if you do right, if those first six picks hit, you're you're going to at least make the playoffs. You know, uh, so you know, getting through rounds four and five tonight, it's these are these are obviously every round's important. Obviously, there's there's value and building your team, but it's hard to win a championship if your first round draft pick gets injured, you know, or doesn't do what they were supposed to do. So and I think these rounds are where you could get a guy in the fifth round who could be a a third or second round pick next year. So Mm -hmm. It, it, uh, it to me the six round theory <laughs> i'm still i still i still buy into the idea that you know the it, it's it's all about getting the most points at the end of the season and the you know the 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 shelf really starts to fall off after you get into the seventh and eighth rounds you know that's that's when you're looking to pick your you know uh, tight end five, you know what I mean? I, it, it's like that. So I'm excited. I'm excited that we're doing this. I'm excited that we're, we're, we're talking football, um, that, that football is again, part of the scene. I'm, you know, praying, uh, COVID doesn't lock us down again because it, I mean, haven't you been feeling a little uh march 2020 ish lately with the delta variant floating around oh definitely but let me let me pause on something real quick because you you said you were laughed out of the room was i one of the people who was laughing at you because i feel like i was i don't remember i don't remember i'll laugh at you now because you developed that theory when you were drunk and uh you were you draft your first six picks and then you'd be like I'm done. Woo! Most of these guys aren't even going to be on my team anymore. <laughs> and it, I mean, it, there is roster turnover. It is true. We don't always know what's going to happen. That's the, the great fun of it. We actually never know what's going to happen. And so I, I'll say this: you can f up your chances of winning in the first six rounds by picking bad players, uh, by picking overvalued players, and then also by your players getting hurt. So I'm not going to disagree with you on that. There's a lot of ma- you know, roster management that has to go on, the waiver wire, drop mm-hmm. ad, start sit, all that that goes into it. But I understood your big point, and that is you got to hit on your guys in the first round when that draft capital is at its highest. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're shooting darts at the at the back end, you know, and maybe if you're more skilled and you have a little bit more insight in the offenses, you can get somebody else who uh, is going to be a value. Terrace Marshall this year. Uh, over in uh, Carolina as their slot receiver has just mm, great potential. I love that as a late round pick uh, you can sneak and snag from your, your uh, cohorts in your league. So uh, I agree with you uh, on that point. And then, uh, you know, I'll say this, you, you have won what five championships uh, that I've been a part of. So uh, I'm not going to throw too much shade on this uh, theory completely. The sixth round, uh, you know, strategy, I think you got to get there. You got to nail it. You got to get there. And a couple years ago, you didn't. You picked Juju. You didn't win. You didn't get to the. You got to the playoffs, but you just you sucked. So I, I wholeheartedly agree. You can't flub up your first couple picks. You just can't. Hmm. Hmm. Um. 
Yeah, yeah. Wasn't it Matt Harmon that we were talking about uh, off air that you know was looking at you know statistical league winners and and just how important that first round pick is, you oh, know. Yeah. So that that really fits in with my theory is just it, it's the idea that you know if you get you know Christian McCaffrey in a Christian McCaffrey 2019 season you know or Saquon mm-hmm. in a 2018 season and then you have you know the, the guy in the second round doing what he's supposed to do it the, you, you do there is turnover on teams and I mean I I you know the the times I've won championships, I, you know, we play in a 16 round draft for our redraft league and I might've kept half the team. So it's like, if you drop, if you have to drop one of those first six people for whatever reason, they sucked or they're injured or whatever, then it sucks. I mean, it's going to be a tough year. Chances are, are, are really dramatically taking a shot. Uh, and, and the truth is, you're going like you're not going to hit on all. You, n- nobody hits on the first six, you know. Like that's what that's where the theory is. Is like if you get the first six correct, and you you outdraft your league mates in those first six rounds, you're, you're going to have a squad. Yeah, you're you set are going to have a squad. Best. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that the football guys would would tell us. You know, over the years when we signed up for those emails where they would rate your team and they would give you a percentage. Okay, your team has a 80% chance with, with good roster management. Your team has a 30% chance, whatever it is. So, yeah, you, there are real-life data points that we can look at that go, if you nail these picks, you're going to be ahead of your league mates and uh, and, and win it ultimately. So, uh, no, I like that. But to touch on one thing that you did, uh, you know, kind of pivot off of, and that is how COVID-19 is kind of – wreaking havoc in the NFL again, not, not like it's a, you know, unlike our society at whole, it's kind of going through the same thing right now. Um, but just, just recently we've had all of the, the Miami Dolphins tight ends uh, basically placed on the COVID list. We've had Washington football players, uh, defense and offense placed on COVID. We've got Kirk cousins who said, if I get it, I got it. Well, if I get it, I get it. You got it, Kurt. You did get it. Uh, unfortunately, brother, you did. And uh, you know, Hard, hard lib here, as Denny calls him, Mike Zimmer. He's a known lib. You can just look at him and know he's a lib. Uh, Vikings head coach Mike Zimmer on COVID-19 vaccinations. I think we could put this thing to bed if we could all do this. Yeah, it's not as clear as you want, but I think what he's saying there is uh, we need to get vaccinated here in the NFL. Uh, well, what do you think about the NFL season this year under the, the cloud of kind of COVID round two? I know COVID round two. Uh uh, maximize your IR spots in your home league. Um, that that should be again part of the landscape of of the fantasy season. Um, yeah, didn't Lamar Jackson get it again? D- d- did I see that story? Uh, yeah, like he got it f- a second time. I I don't know if that's true. I could just be making that up. I don't know. I just remember seeing something like Lamar Jackson might have COVID, and he's already had it. Oh my so, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, man, I don't know if it's me or the microchip inside my vaccine talking, but man, get vaccinated, dude. Like, come on, everybody. Cole Beasley. Come Cole. on, bro. No, we'll, we'll <laughs> talk about Cole. 
here's the good news. Here's the good news. Uh, you know, this is a report that came out uh, and it's written uh, last week by by Nick Shook. Uh, and to date, and this is old news, so I'm guessing this is kind of increased. Eighty-five uh, percent of the league's players had received at least one of their dosage, which is really eighty-five percent. Eighty-five percent of the league, one yes. shot, and then fourteen okay. of the club of the thirty-two clubs have ninety percent rates, uh, and that's from. Tom Pelissaro reporting that. And so, I mean, that, that's good. We want that. We, we, we want 100 because we want everyone to, to, to be healthy and to not impact themselves or others. But, uh, you know, I understand everyone's not going to do it. And you you touched on Cole Beasley, the rap artist himself. By, which- by the way, I'm a big fan of the two-shot vaccine. The, the, the one-shot vaccine, go get the double shot. Give me – I want three or four now. I want more. I, I want to keep I'm going. All, I'm going to get Pfizer, and then I'm going to get. Yeah, 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 I want to. I want to keep going. Yeah, oh. and dude, I understand. I don't. Uh, I don't think we have a bunch of anti-vaxxers listening to this show. But if there's anybody out there that we can reach and touch and just tell you, I understand. I understand yeah. the vaccination. Very- you no, know, people don't like to go to the doctor. Who wants I, to go to the doctor? You know. Putting the dentist, they have like a half done root canal. I'm like, I'm just gonna leave and not right. talk to you ever again. So I get it. Everybody gets it. Everybody gets it. But I'll let's all just let's all just look. We were your guinea pigs, okay? We don't have Alzheimer's, you know. No. It's all you know. We're we we still get erections. Like everything's going all right. You know what I'm Do saying? You. Like no 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 issues, man. Like. And the dude, the double vaccines where it's at. I want, I want that booster. Give me that booster, bro. I love that. My man Brad has been boosted. He's in the club. I love that, Brad. Uh, yeah. They're actually in parts of Europe already. In Italy, you can't do things unless you have your vaccination passport. They're not letting you go to movie theaters. They're not letting you just engage in general society. In some of these European countries, I know people will scream socialist, socialist. I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure. But uh, this is this is going to happen to a degree. Uh, colleges are going to start making people get vaccinated because they don't want to lose the, the, the students that they have. Uh, it, it is going to become part of our society. And I would encourage everybody who is able to to get vaccinated. I'm looking for I'm looking for oh, here it is. This is this is true. This is this is this is a true story. Uh, I'm just not going to lie to you. My wife, you know hasn't washed her car since i got the vaccination uh and uh you know it says after my vaccine my my man's thang grew three inches so yeah <laughs> go out there get vaccinated your thing gets bigger your thang you know what i'm saying so uh it's real it's true that's all i can say uh please do it and if you're cole beasley cole beasley's got his own heavy heavy nuts or something in this his rap album uh his rap song i can't play it because it's explicit and then I might get kicked off of YouTube like we did last week. I can't test the YouTube gods. Uh, but he talks about having heavy nuts. His nuts are so heavy, he can't get the virus. Uh, and at one point, I got to find the lyrics. At one point, he says, I think, he says, you can kill me. Uh, you you got to kill me to shut me up. Uh, and uh, that, that was just wild to me. Um, I got heavy nuts. It's a prominent lyric. Yeah. Ain't no vaccination for me. Only evacuation. Save um, homie, uh, and then says to shut my mouth, you're gonna have to kill me. 
if freedom of speech and freedom of choice go out the window, then there's no freedom at all. Bomb, bomb, heavy nuts. I don't know. I mean, I'm guessing <laughs> like that. Uh, but that's what. Oh cool my gosh, cool. man! I mean, seriously, I, 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 man, I just feel literally. I just, I, we've talked about this off air, but I just feel so bad. I feel so bad for Cole Beasley, like. Like what a horrible song you made, dude! Like you're insane, bro. Like, like, you made a song called "Heavy Nuts." Yeah, I mean that sucks for you, man. Like this really, 2020 has, you know, like forget the infection of of coronavirus. It the 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 whole year has infected people. The 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 whole mindset, the COVID generation. This guy is part of the COVID generation. He has heavy nuts because of 2020. And I feel horrible for him. Right. I feel so bad for Cole Beasley and his heavy nuts. Yeah. And I'm hoping sooner or later, those heavy nuts Drop. change their mind. It you dropped. can always change your mind. You can change, even if you have heavy nuts. Yes. Yes. You're allowed to change your mind. You can. It's okay. We love it's you. okay. We love you, Cole. You're a great wide receiver, too. We appreciate you. You're an undervalued wide receiver. Uh, please. PPR monster. PPR yeah. monster with oh, heavy man. nuts. I don't disagree he's got heavy nuts. I, I think he's got heavy nuts. He's playing in the NFL. He's definitely got yes. heavy nuts. Uh, we're not he's gonna, got heavy nuts. We're not going to contradict you. Heavy nuts, though, not uh, going to protect you against COVID-19. Yeah, right? yeah. He might have heavy nuts and then have long-term COVID, which, right. you know, I think in your nuts, nuts get a little lighter. It could be in your nuts. You could have COVID in your nuts. So I, I think if you have long-term COVID, uh, your nuts get lighter. I think that's part of it. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure he could get lighter nuts if he gets long-term COVID. And uh, that's a possibility. Mm. Well, uh, I, I'm just going to say no, no, Cole. No, we don't want this. Go get vaccinated. Please do it for yourself. Do it for others. Do it for your family. Uh, do it for everybody. We love you, buddy. Uh, come back to us, please. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, I, again, it's it's what we're dealing with now in 2021. It's it's more coronavirus talk and uh, the the Delta variant just burning through America. And yes, it is. It's an interesting thing that i think you do have to talk about uh we were talking about this pre-show and we didn't get we just said we were going to talk about it as a fantasy strategy you know um like if i was playing college fantasy i would probably stay away from a lot of alabama you know what i'm saying because even you know times so yeah hot spots man there's hot spots you know yeah yeah well i mean it happened last year in nfl locker rooms in tennessee uh you know and other places where they had to postpone games and so um i see what the difference between this year and last year though is like you get coaches like mike zimmer telling people to get with the program like what's he he's gonna go in there and tell kirk cousins man you better pray about this shit man you better get your get your stuff together and and take this jab that's Mike Zimmer. You know what I mean? Like that guy, uh, he, he's not a, a, like a, a known, like, you know, leading the charge on vaccination. He just wants to play football. He wants his guys to be there to play football. 
Uh, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, please, we just we urge everybody to do everything you can to be safe with your family. And if you're not going to get vaccinated, please wear a mask and please stay away from other people as most and best you can. Just, you know, this thing is real. And just because it's not affecting everybody doesn't mean it's not affecting anybody. And we got to think about that and, and the individuals who are impacted uh, and care for them as a, as a whole, as a society. And I, I love these little rants I do, but but that that's the that's the end of my, my rant for COVID. Uh, let's go on to something else real quick. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna jump into uh, the the rounds four through five. But before we do, I just want to tell everybody right now: go to runthesims.com, sign up, use promo code Nimble Scott Simpson. Please, I'll, I'll put it in uh, the the chat later today in the in the program here. Uh, this is gonna be a tool that's gonna help me and you and Bo and anybody else who signs up this year win money in DFS in fantasy in gambling. They've got it covered. They have a simulation that runs 10,000 uh, different game simulations in 30 seconds. So you can get the full NFL in the season, the game played, not the season, the game plays that week and run 10,000 times. And you can see who the players to target are uh, using these different tools. I'm really super excited about it. That's right, sick. It's ridiculous. But you know, that's that, sick. They have so many different uh, advanced stats. But right now, if you want to, you can go over there and you can build your projections just for fantasy. So if you're into projections, I bought Kyle Yates' tool last year. It was great. Uh, you know, I can go over and I can just build a projections for any team I want. Uh, and I do have the the uh, the highest level of uh, purchase. And I would encourage you to do it too, man. This thing is going to be a game changer. I'm really excited about it. You can go in there and adjust the target share for all your players. You like mixing, give them more carries. You know, you don't like mixing, fade them, give them less carries. You can do it with every team in here, and then you can export it and save it as your own. As a guy who does uh, fantasy all the time, this is nerd level shit here. They're really, mm-hmm. they're after the nerds. They're after us. This isn't just for your cash guy who's going to go yeah play around no this is for nerds uh like us who really fantasy millionaires millionaires. you gotta you gotta you gotta spend a little money if you want to make the money you know what i'm saying exactly right so do do some run the sims for yourself and your bankroll this year it will thank you and the people behind it too justin freeman pat mayo i know pete Oberzet's a partner as well these guys are some of the best in the industry so please jump in and do that while you can and with that being said let's rock and roll onto our we need some theme music. I we got to put some music together this year because this would be where we'd be like, bow, put the bow, put the bow, put the bow. Yeah, you could play that. You could play that commercial sounder. You want to put that? <laughs> yeah, no, no more commercial sounders. Uh, so this is our fancy. I did like that one. I know, I know. Rounds four yeah. through five. We're we're going to go through the ADP as uh, put out together, uh, all together by fantasy pros. So we don't want you to think we're just pulling it out of our asses. This is fantasy pros. And what we're going to do is we're going to kind of go back and forth. Uh, there'll be two players per slide and we'll go through round four. Uh, we'll go through round five and then we'll kind of wrap up. Uh, one thing that has happened is that CD lamb is now moved up into the third round as we jump in here. So before we even get into the other players, uh, Michael Thomas is in here. Cause he was in the third round. Now he's plummeting into the fourth round. Just we're not keeps gonna... being part of our show. Like yeah, get out of here. We don't, want... we don't like you on our we show. We don't like you and your dead ligaments. No, we're I'm sorry. Viewers are just plummeting off of our feet please stick around we've done michael Todd. we're gonna jump into the cd lamb business very quickly before we start uh and mm. right now he's being drafted as wide receiver 12 above amari cooper who's wide receiver i think 14 or 15 we'll get into that in a minute uh what do you think about cd lamb he's the hype of this uh, of the training camp all the videos are of him catching touchdowns over people and just looking you like you saw oh, that one catch right yes he was out of bounds 
Yeah, they counted it. Well, what's so great about that? He you know, didn't all, catch it. It's not a catch. All, yeah, they all out came of bounds. Capped him up. It counted. They counted. I mean, they did. It was sick. It was, it was sick, sick, but it didn't count. So I don't know why that was. It, it was definitely sick, though. Uh, I mean, that video is a perfect example. Uh, he's he's amazing. Uh, you know, nine hundred over nine hundred yards his rookie year. Um, dealing with the likes of Andy Dalton and whoever that other guy was. Bobby Scrabini. <laughs> yeah, what's his name? I don't even know. His name was yeah. Grabini. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I, 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 he did it. He didn't make it into the memory banks. That's no, for sure. Did not matter. Uh, so Dak is back. Uh, I, here's so we like to do. So as we go through ADP, uh, again. You know, because we're going to make our list. Um, all we're doing right now is, you know, thumbs up, thumbs down, or neutral. I'm going with neutral. I'm not. I'm not fading Ceedee Lamb here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll draft, uh, I'll, I'll draft him at, yeah. at that spot at the end of. The so he, it's a neutral for me. Sure. Yeah, I'll get him before that. But yeah, okay. I I, uh, I like Ceedee Lamb this year a lot, and uh, I'm going to be drafting him over Amari Cooper. Last year he was a wide receiver too. Uh, candidate uh, in my wide receiver two theory he crushed uh he was awesome i loved it he's going to be up there again kind of i mean amari cooper is being drafted uh after him so it might have to do a little bit of a pivot there but i mean i think that's the guy to own this year for me in the in the dallas cowboys so we'll we'll, we'll uh, touch on some more all right let's jump right in to uh the the round this is the first two picks in round four we've got josh jacobs rb20 uh, and then Mike Evans, wide receiver, 13. Let's start with Josh Jacobs. Yeah, that's pretty far. He finished as the running back eight last year in PPR. I know they brought in Kenyon Drake, and they sold off half of their line, and there's, like, just him and Drake in the backfield. I think Ian Harditz or somebody, JJ, somebody had a great meme. It was just the two running backs, Kenyon Drake and Josh Jacobs in the backfield, and then all the line was missing because they had either traded them, cut them, or, you know, had them move on. So uh, Jacobs, undervalued, overvalued? What do you think here? It's it's a it's a it's a little thumbs down for me here uh, because of all the things you just said. Um, I uh, he's definitely fallen. Um, you know he's 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 had two thousand yard seasons, so um, it, it's it's not uh, it's not like this guy isn't you know, capable of putting together a good season, but you just don't know what Gruden's going to do. He's not, he's no, he's, I mean, Kenyon Drake is, um, he's capable. So now you have a back that's going to be, um, you know, stealing, yeah, stealing volume, vulturing touchdowns. Um, I, I, again, I, 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 I think he's going to have a good season. So it's, it's this at, at this price, what I think about his ADP is little, little thumb down, just a little bit. Yeah. I, I think he'll have games uh, where he gets you 20 points and then he'll have games when he gets you five. And mm-hmm. um, he did that last year and he was more consistent last year and, and played better. Um, but 
the lack of receptions and then also Kenyon Drake being basically the same type of, of RB averaging mm-hmm. that like mid round four point, you know, three, four point two, four point. They're not going to, you know, take off and be speed burners. I'm going to catch 50 balls out of the backfield. So yeah, it's just interesting. I don't know. Um, but I'll tell you, if I come between Josh Jacobs and Mike Evans at this point, uh, I will be going Mike Evans. I do mm-hmm. like Mike Evans. I like anybody that is six, five and can touch, you know, the ceiling uh, and can dunk really high and touch like the back of the backboard. All those guys are great because the DBs normally aren't that big. DBs are normally like smaller for some reason. I don't know. They're like, Mike Evans is six, five. Should we get a tall DB? And they're like, let's go five foot nine. And uh, actually the average DB in the NFL is uh, five foot 11 and three quarters. So Mike's got, you know, five inches on the average DB. Uh, I love him here. I also love Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown. So hey, there's a lot of mouths to feed. Uh, what were you at with Mike Evans? Mike Evans is um, this thumb up, this thumb up, and then the th- oh, your other thumb's th- here. <laughs> you got your third thumb. Okay, got it. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm. I. 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 I think if you went in your draft, RB, RB. And then you get Mike Evans as your wide receiver one. You're doing great. You, he yeah. he is he to get him in the third round. I oh, think the fourth round. This is even later. Oh, sorry, right? Sorry, right. my bad. Thank you yep. for the correction. In the fourth round, uh, he's never not had a thousand yard season, right? And he's got Tom Brady, who had forty touchdowns last year. He's uh, never not had a thousand yard season he was injured last year from the beginning of the season he had hamstring stuff he still had a thousand yards and he had 13 tds yeah with tom did. brady at the helm mm. I, I i i think i think he's the I, he, he's my favorite pick in rounds four through five I want Mike Evans. He's my he's my top guy. That's that's my favorite guy in these rounds. I'm, I'm guessing the fancy millionaires will have him ranked a little higher, and that's why you probably were Freudian slipping it with the third round talk that you were. You mm-hmm. know, maybe that's maybe you'll have to wait and see. You'll, you'll have, have to wait. You have to not just wait and see. You have to pay and see this year. Yeah, uh, only a couple bucks. So don't worry. We're not trying four to take quarters, eight quarters, something like yeah. that. 10 quarters, something like that. We'll see. Okay. Yeah. Uh, next yeah. up, we have uh, the, the QB3, uh, Kyler, you know, Air Murray. Uh, this guy is just, you know, he's, he should be the new joystick. Forget Air. You know, I remember the the, the little, uh, you know, the punt return uh, specialist for the Kansas City Chiefs back in the day. His name is slipping, but they called him the human joystick. He was just so fast. He catched the ball and, and he just do anything he wanted. Uh, I feel like Kyler Murray is the, the new 2020 version of that last year. He had uh, 11 rushing touchdowns last year. 11! You know what I'm saying? And, and Cam Newton, I think, had like 13 or something a couple years ago. Uh, or maybe even last year. I don't know. But, but uh, Cam Newton's a huge man. Like a huge man, like a huge, tall, bulking, like linebacker man, like DN man. Kyler mm-hmm. Murray's a little bro. He's a little, he's like six foot tall. You know, he's a little. Five ten. Five ten. Right. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe five ten. So what, mm-hmm. what do you think about Murray? Are you willing to to risk all of, of your, your you know, hard-earned draft capital here in the fourth round on a quarterback and a rushing quarterback and a little guy uh, who's got massive upside? Not. Thumbs down for me. Um it's it's more uh it's more of a fantasy strategy explanation because um i just think that you have p 
people like Tom Brady and Ryan Tannehill available. And so me personally, I think, I, I mean, I'm already watching, you know, training camp stuff and um, in our league, he finished sixth. Okay. He finished seven points behind Russell Wilson. Okay. I think he's going to finish in the top five. So it's not a bad pick. Um, I for him though, like you're paying at his seat, right, you're not paying it's, at his floor, right? It's it, exactly, and and um, so for me, I I, I think he actually takes uh, a, a, another step up, and I think he is he he's a video game quarterback. Um, I don't think it's going to be a giant leap. I think he's, I think his floor is last season, so it's a good. It's it, he, he, he's a good quarterback to have in your roster. For me, I don't like the ADP. I'm going thumbs down based on on strategy. Right. No, I, I like that. And, and all of these are based on ADP. I, I will draft Kyler Murray at, at the right price if he falls. Mm-hmm. The, all these guys are, are draftable except for Joe Mixon. Um, but anyway, uh, next up, wide receiver 14, Julio Jones, freshly minted in Tennessee, wearing numero dos. Uh, he is the number two wide receiver being drafted behind our boy, A.J. Brown. We talked about him a couple of day, uh, shows ago. Uh, what are you doing with Julio? Are you drafting him uh, here at wide receiver 14? Is that too steep? Is it value? What do you think? Man, I love Julio Jones. <laughs> I love Julio Jones. Uh, I'm, I'm, I've, got, I've got a slight thumb up here for for julio i i will draft him in this position depending on how my roster is shaking out um julio jones okay last season started nine games and he had almost 800 yards okay uh he's he last year when we went through the rounds i think i had him at the end of round one and you had him at the beginning of round two okay so Obviously, you know, didn't didn't live up to that. But I remember when we were talking about it, one of the things we were saying is that father time is in the neighborhood, but it's it's not this year. Well, I I still feel the same way about him. I think father time is in the neighborhood, but I think that guy has one of the all time great NFL bodies as a 6'3", 220 pound human being that is four percent body fat or something like that like he's he is he is built to do this and he maybe he's lost you know 0.7 seconds off his 40 he doesn't need that you don't need that you 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 just need to know how to play the position and he is going to be on an offense that I think was third in scoring last year. And now they have Julio Jones. So that offense is going to be a problem. And this man gets open. Like he gets wide open. And I don't see why that changes for me personally. Yeah. No, I'm not going to disagree with you. And I do love him. uh, You know, I'm going to take Mike Evans before him. I I will. uh, Me too. I will. But I do. I do like Julio Jones a lot this season. Uh, And I think. What we were looking at last year was father time catching up with him. And now we're not drafting him at the end of the 
uh, first round or at the beginning of the second round. We're drafting him in in the fourth round. So I feel very mm-hmm. comfortable with this. And I, if he's there, I, you know, I will grab him. So mm-hmm. I, I might also grab the next guy too here. Robert Woods, uh, criminally undervalued. I grabbed him last year as my wide receiver too. In the fourth round, he finished in the top 12. Love me some Robert Woods. He's, he's a sexy guy. Uh, what do you think about Amari Woods? And then, uh, I'm sorry, Amari Woods, Robert Woods. And then right next to him is Amari Cooper. Which one of these guys would you go with if you had to, to flip a coin? And, and you, Amari Cooper. You're one of Amari. Okay, hit me up. Tell me mm-hmm. why. Uh, so I don't think CeeDee Lamb uh, has the better season. I think Amari Cooper has the better season. I think... Uh, I, I think Amari Cooper, I, I, I think first of all, Amari Cooper is, you know, um, with Dak Prescott, he last year, he had over 1100 yards with, you know, nope. how many games did Dak have? With so, yeah. Yeah. With Scrabini. Oh, yeah. So he, I, 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 he was still the alpha. On that team, I I, I bet you C.D. Lamb ends up having the greater career. They're neck and neck um, this year, I think. Mm -hmm. But I do think that Amari Cooper uh, will uh, have have an amazing year. And um, I, you know, in terms of of that offense, uh, I, uh, you know, versus Robert Woods, I am not. I'm not thumbs down on Robert Woods, but I'm not as high enough. I'm a, I'm a sort of neutral. Like I'll take him. I, I don't think this is a bad place to take him. That offense is going to be high powered. It always is. It, you have Sean McVay. Um, that offense is going to be a problem with Matt Stafford. Uh, I guess I'm just uh, looking at Robert Woods as um, he's 29, so. He's, you know, he's, 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 he's factors coming on the, the, well, he's 29. He's, he's six feet, you know, um, he's just, he's not the same. He's not the same caliber of, of wide receiver as Amari Cooper, in my opinion. Um, I think he's amazing. Uh, again, so I'm neutral, whereas I'm, I'm, I'm thumbs up on Amari. I like it. I like it. Very good. I'm not going to reveal. Uh, where I'm taking either one of these. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I think I would take Amari Cooper first, but I love Robert Woods. Um, Amari Cooper's injury does have me a little bit worried. I want to see him just get, you know, on the field. And uh, that's the thing. When, when yeah. you have an injury going into the beginning of the season, it's Good different. Mention. You're not clicking. You're not You're not getting the reps. And th- this is the thing. It's all about reps, you know, in the game, not, not just in practice. I mean, you know what I mean? But you want to build rapport. Zach, you know, Dak's out last year with the injury, so it's not like they have been hooking up. But now, you know, you see CD Lamb hooking up. So I could even see a situation where you fade Amari Cooper in the first couple games of the season. You draft, you know, CD Lamb, and then later, if you want to try to go get him and go after him in in your in your league because he's kind of maybe not doing as well, you trade for him, get him, and then you've got both of them on your team, and then you're just you know whistling Dixie, which is great. So. Uh, I, I like both those wide receivers, and I like Gallup at his ADP as well, which it has been climbing up, but he's a sneaky uh, wide receiver three this year too. So, all right. Mm-hmm. I, next up, we have our boy from last year who we both kind of, you know, had as the, the QB one, and we had him at the end of round one. Eh, big mistake. But he's being drafted here, a couple picks in, mid-round of the fourth, Lamar Jackson. 
people are whispering that he could be the the QB one again. He could rebound, go back to where he was last year or the year before last in 2019. What do you think about him? You comfortable drafting? I, I think he does. Yeah, I think I think Lamar Jackson. Duty rushed for over a thousand yards last year. You know. Yes, he did. Uh, he nine yards per carry too. So we're almost. I, I I don't see with the talent that they've added at the wide receiver position. I I think that they're a playoff team, and if he can stop getting COVID, he is going to be. I I I I have him as as um qb2 uh, i think it's still mahomes is just too diesel and then and then now you have aaron Rodgers back in the mix so don't forget about that dude uh so, uh, so his adp for me i'm neutral on it um i'm not uh, i don't i don't hate it it just kind of depends on who you're gonna draft i wouldn't i guess maybe slight thumb down just same reasons as Kyler Murray, but I think he has a better year than Kyler Murray. That's what I think. I like That's that. Yeah, I, if I'm going to draft one of those two, I'm going to go Lamar um, over over Kyler too. Uh, next is the other Bucks wide receiver. We kind of touched on him, you know, in our little uh, talk up of Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, who did not have as great a season last year as expected. He battled his own injuries. Uh, he he had some drops in some games as well. Uh, which is kind of uncommon for him being sure-handed as he was the year before uh, when he kind of had vaulted into that number two wide receiver, uh, you know, overall in 2019. 17, is that a good spot for him? Too high, too low, where are you at? Uh, neutral on it. Um, think it's a, it's, it's perfectly fine. It's a, it's a nice safe pick. Um, I don't have strong feelings about it either way. I the think floor. he, there's a floor there. I think there's a, there's a 12 point, you know, floor. You think you can probably get most games to get five or six receptions, 60 yards. You know what I'm saying? You're, 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 yeah. you're yeah. I mean, it's, it's there. You might not have the touchdown upside, but you maybe get more volume, maybe get more targets. Uh, you know, I'm not sure how the depth of target he's going to get, but I, I mean, I still, he's got Tom Brady throwing the football. He's got Tom Brady and uh, 2019, he had 13, over 1300 yards. So uh, the, the guy is, um, you know, phenomenal at the position. In he the slot, uh, he's huge in the slot. How you know? He's a massive man. Grown ass man, as Pete Overs it says. Six one two ten, and he's just one of those kind of guys that, um, you know, I think he was a third round draft pick. He's just one of those kind of guys that w w has, um, has has emerged as a premier talent in the NFL. So. I'm neutral on it. It's um, uh, it, 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 the reason why I'm neutral is just because of Mike Evans, and I think Antonio Brown has an amazing season. So I think um, I think Tampa is going to be a really great team again as long as Tom Brady's on the field, and um, he's going to have Chris Godwin's going to have um, a, a season in between 2020 and 2019. You know, he's going to have over a thousand yards. He's going to have, uh, you know, eight, nine. Eight touchdowns. Yeah. Eight TDs, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, no, I love it. I, I love Chris Godwin again. And I like the depression on his value. I think, I think he's a little mm -hmm. undervalued here because of what you said. Uh, and there'll be oscillation with all three of those wide receivers and Gronk in the mix too. And then Giovanni Bernard and, and the, the ball will get around. So some games he might not be the, the number one on in that game. 
Uh, but for DFS too, when you first price to get depressed, pounce on that guy. Uh, he will, he'll give you some money for sure. Okay. Uh, next up, I believe we are, uh, we're almost at the end of round number four, my guy and Bo big time, shout out Bo big time. And, and, and you need to go to bigtimeflavorco.com or bigtimeflavor.co. I don't know. There's a bunch of different places. Hotboxbatch.com. Get yourself some delicious. I mean, the best in the biz here. Hotbox, small batch gourmet hot sauce. It's ridiculous. Bo big time made this for a fantasy league turned into uh, the best hot sauce I've ever had. Please go get yourself a bundle. Taco Sizzin, the Smoke Shack. He's got a bunch of different si- uh, spices. My wife loves the Smoke Shack. She makes it on all the burgers now. So, uh, mm. and my wife, she's hard to please, you know, so mm. pleasing the wife with the food. So go check him out uh, and, and make a big bundle purchase. I think uh, he had a flash sale last week. So there's always different opportunities. Get yourself some hot box, uh, delicious uh, food and uh, sauce. Uh, all right, so let's talk about Kyle Pitts. Uh, I think this is um, either you love Kyle Pitts this year or you you kind of are like really scared and skittish and you don't think he's going to be what most people think he's going to be. Where do you weigh in on Kyle Pitts? Are you drafting him here in the in the fourth round, end of the fourth round? Do you feel comfortable or is it too high for you? Breaking news, Cash Collins is fading Bo McBig time. Scotty Stacks and Kyle Pitts. I and here's why. Here's why. Okay, it's just you. historical data. Okay. Uh I I don't want uh, so I was looking up tight end rookie seasons. Uh this is from StatMuse. Um guess who has the the most uh, receiving yards for a rookie tight end. Jeremy Shockey. Dude, good guess, bro. Number two. Aye. Okay. That's 2002. Jimmy okay. Gray. Gotta go old school. You Tony Gonzalez. Go way old school. Mark Bavaro. Mike Dicka. Mike Dicka. Yeah. Oh, he, yeah. Oh my gosh. Mike Dicka had a thousand yards and twelve TDs. Okay. Maybe he breaks that. But historically, what great tight ends do is they get, you know, six hundred yards and five TDs in their rookie year. That like that would be a great year for him. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a that's an eighth or ninth round pick to me okay so i'm just i i here's the thing he's six six okay he runs a four four because he's six six and he just runs across the field i just am gonna play the stats with this guy and and go on the fact that you know a six six 246-pound guy who is not allowed to drink beer yet might not just come in and scorch the earth. He's 20. Okay. So okay. I'm I'm fading. I'm no, fading, I... my man. I'm, I'm going to let other people draft him at this price. I, I, he, he might end up being phenomenal. For me, I'm waiting and seeing. Okay. I get it. I get it. It's okay. What if I told you today I could put you in a better, newer, faster, stronger Julio Jones. What if I told you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Yeah, he's he's he's, he's raw. He's not Julio yet. Maybe Julio light, but but he's going to be in the Julio role. And that's the thing about him that Bo was was kind of quick on the uptake from the beginning. I love this about Bo. He's not going to be lining up tight. He's not going to be lining up as an inline tight end. He's going to be running as the slot. He's going to be running out of the X. This dude is going to be uh, a wide receiver, it, it, but but he's going to be classified as a tight end. So I think you're right if you're talking tight ends. Dudes who get down and block you and sock you and robot you. He's not doing that. He's lined up outside. He's going to get leverage on people. He's going to go jump balls. I bet you he's got 10 touchdowns at least this year. And I will bet you that. That'll be our first $1,000 bet of the season. All I right. Bet- all right. You want to do that? You want to make our first $1,000 bet? 10 touchdowns right now. He doesn't, have 10 t- he doesn't have 10 touchdowns. I bet 1,000. Okay. That, he gets 10 touchdowns. He does uh, not get 10 uh, touchdowns. Okay. I bet $1,000. All, right. all right. Good. Good. All right. Uh, last year. I, I just so you guys know, I want the whole fancy millionaire community to know. Uh, I, I picked up on the Falcons last year and I bet my friend Mike Cash Collins a thousand dollars that Julio Jones would be the wide receiver too to my guy Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley would be the numero uno. And guess what? I cashed that thousand dollars and I even called in to your uh, different league that you were in. You guys were gambling and I was Scotty on the phone. I put in some bets over the phone on Ridley and cashed there too. So I'm telling you, it's going to happen. Ten touchdowns. Book it. Yeah. It, 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 listen, it, it's just all about, uh, you know, how he adapts at the NFL level. He certainly has the body to do it. So I understand the hype. Um, he had 12 TDs in college. So, you know. Like he, eight games, though. So, I mean, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So, right. He played eight games. You're right. I mean, but I'm just saying it is the NFL. They they don't have Julio Jones. If Julio Jones was on that team, I'd be less likely to take the bet. If he was the the third wide receiver, they're going to figure out how to scheme for that dude. I mean, it's the NFL, man. Like okay. he I we'll see. Okay. Got a G on it. We got a G. We got a G. Well, we, we I'm not a- saying he's not going to have 10 TD career like Maybe I'm wrong. And maybe right out of the break, he has 10 TDs. We'll see. I'm just going to, each time he gets a TD this year, I'm going to text you and go, Okay. Yeah. Six. I'm going to be counting. Okay. We got to get through the the fifth round a little faster than we did uh, the fourth round. We're just going to be here until next week. But Miles Gaskin, kind of unheralded last year, uh, came out and kind of, you know, at times was was, uh, electric as a RB2, I think, at times. What do you think about him now being drafted as an RB? Uh, to squarely, firmly, you know, RB21. What do you think? You know what? I was getting ready for the show. My instinct is to fade him. Um, I'm I'm actually, the more I've been thinking about it and looking at stuff, I'm actually neutral to slight thumb up. I think think Miami, it, it, it all depends on Tua, and I personally believe Tua takes a step forward this year. And that is their RB1. Like, Malcolm Brown is the RB2. So, it's Miles Gaskin's offense. He he is the person that they decided that they're... And last year, he finished uh, as, like, a high-end RB3, and he started seven games. Okay? So, uh, yeah, I'm kind of... I'm slight thumb up after thinking oh. about it. And I was, I was slight thumb down. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's he's neutral for me. I just got to see how he uh, gets drafted. If he drops, I'll take him, but probably in the fifth round, not the fourth. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm going after some wide receivers this year, baby. I love them. Uh, I'm not converting to, to zero RB Denny or anything, but I will get me some give me some wide receivers for sure. All right. End of the fourth round here. We've got uh, QB5 Dak Prescott, and then we have Adam Thielen. I'll just say this. Dak has the potential to finish as uh, the QB1 this year. Uh, I like him as a dark horse to do that. I bet him last year as the MVP. He was my MVP candidate last year. I, I put that bet out there on NimbleWNumbers.com for my props early season. Uh, so I'm a believer in Dak. I drafted him in, in Scott Fish last year. Uh, you know, Actually, no, I tried to draft him in Scott Fish last year. I drafted, uh, you know, so uh, I got him this year. And so th- this is all I'm saying. Uh, don't fade Dak. That's just my, my I'm not fading Dak. I'm not fading Dak. Yeah, he's this, this year's Russell Wilson. Last year he was a QB one when he went out, by the way. So he had he was averaging in the BFFs 36.6 points per game in five games. Yeah, it was redonkulous. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah, he's awesome. Okay. And no, no further discussion either. Adam Thielen, you know, the, the wide receiver two to Justin Jefferson's wide receiver one. Good place for him. He caught over 10 touchdowns last year. Yeah, uh, what did he have last year? He had 14 TDs, uh, almost a historic season. Like, this is like, there's regression to the mean coming. Uh, I'm going thumbs down at this ADP. Yeah, he's getting older, he's a little bit older. I mean, that's just... That's just weird. A lot of like, let's be uh, let's just call it what it is. That's a weird. That's a weird. He had he had less than a thousand. He had nine hundred receiving yards and fourteen TDs. That was a okay? red zone monster though. Like when they get down the red zone, he would just get the get the ten yard, six yard, eight yard passes. He'd run crossing routes. He'd you'd find him in the back of the end zone on fades. I mean, it was just ridiculous. Here's one right here. He's catching a touchdown right here. It it did help. He played against Detroit. Who had a porous secondary? They played against Houston. They played against Jacksonville, I believe. They played a bunch of bad teams. So, um, so again, uh, there's, there's, there has to be TD regression. Like that's, I mean, he's not, he's not going to have 14 TDs. I'll bet you a thousand. I'll no, bet you a thousand. He that. doesn't get ten. I don't think he gets ten. Right, right. So, okay. double thumbs down from the fantasy millionaires. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's still a good value, but I'm not going to target him. Uh, speaking of not targeting, uh, last year, Mark Andrews was targeted. He was talked up. Just his efficiency when he was targeted, his ability to create yards after the catch, his, his big frame. He didn't live up to his potential, though, as that mm-hmm. tight end three that people were hoping he would be. It was more tight end six, tight end five. What do you think about Mark Andrews this year drafting as the tight end five? There's a little bit of you know value maybe baked in there. Uh, you fading him, you drafting him. This I'm fading him too. And it's the same reason why I'm fading Kyle Pitts. Um, you know, I, 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 I like the 10 touchdown number that you came up with. Um, if he does that, then he's definitely worth that draft capital. Mark Andrews. It's the same thing. I think he's, he could be, yeah, like tight end five. And I want to draft a tight end five and like, the eighth round i don't want to i'm not yeah. trying to i'm not trying to lose a fourth round draft pick on right. a tight end i agree i agree michael thomas no okay Mm-mm. all right now uh I, i'm not sure if you've seen this picture of, <laughs> of of mike davis from atlanta the current rb22 over at fantasy pros his quad 
is bigger than my like my, my torso. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is his quad. He is looking huge. Uh, this is his fifth team in, in six years, though. So this is not somebody who is on a team, sticks with the team. He is like a, a mercenary. Uh, what do you think about Mike Davis at RB22? I'll give you this caveat. I faded him in the Sports Gambling Podcast Network overrated. Uh, you know, I did. I faded him. What do you think about that? Uh, yeah, man. Um, I would be all about the fade if it wasn't for that picture. So... <laughs> That uh, swaying you, huh? It's that the picture mixed with how good he did look filling in for McCaffrey last year. I don't, I was shocked. Uh, he, but he ran with such aggression and he was always fighting for yards. And to me, um, uh, he's he's got an opportunity to be a bell cow back. So I'm actually just neutral, like. You know, I don't want to draft them. Um, uh, I, I, I would, I would say fade if it wasn't for that calf, that quad picture. That just, it's brought me, it it's, balances me back to neutral. It's not fair. It's not fair to do that to people. You know, mm-hmm. AJ Dillon and Giovanni Bernard flexing their calves, arousing the fantasy community. Uh, I think it's wrong. They need to blur those pictures out. I'm going to release these pictures again with those things blurred out. Just, just you know, I mean, I, I care about people, you know. So um, that's just that's just me, you know. Um, I, I will say this. I, I like his touchdown upside uh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if he's going to get the PPR work, though, that we would like him to get. That Christian McCaffrey role with the PPR points, Atlanta didn't target any back with over 35 targets last year. So everybody kind mm-hmm. of spread the, the ball around in targets. So if I mm-hmm. know Mike Davis is getting 60 targets, I'm smashing this. If he's mm-hmm. getting 30 targets, then it's like, ah, it's it's uh, it's frustrating. Uh, honestly, it's, it caps his upside. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. We, we don't know. We don't know. Uh, other Rams wide receiver, you're getting a discount here on Cooper Cup compared to Robert Woods. And uh, last year, Robert Woods did outpace him, so it's fair, but not by that much. What do you think about Cooper Cup here at wide receiver 20? This is more speaking. I like I like Cooper Cup as the wide receiver one on that team. Mm. So thumbs up for me. So your wide receiver theory to contribution for this uh, year is going to be Cooper Cup over Robert. Yes. I'll have you write yes. it up. Dictate it to me, whatever. I'll put that in there. I like it. <laughs> I'm not going to fade it either. Uh, my wife always drafts Cooper Cup. And uh, she does well. She always gets to the championship game and loses. So, uh, you know, might be a, a harbinger of doom for you this year, my friend. But I'm not going to fade him. I'm going to draft him at this place as well. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to move along here. But, you know, I'm, I'm not always as fast as I Ah, now here we go. My guys, two of my favorite guys. I'm not going to lie about either one of these guys. Cream Hunt at RB23 uh, is ridiculous. Uh, last year, I know that the Chubb was out. And so his value was a little bit buoyed by that. We're talking a top 12 PPR back. This guy has 11 mm. touchdowns last year. You know, he has uh, rushing touchdowns. He has passing reception touchdowns. He has plays on the goal line that are designed passes for him. They take Nick Chubb out. They take Nick Chubb out on the goal line sometimes for this guy. And so I love this guy a lot. I think he uh, you know, is an amazing talent. And the fact that he's not an RB1 somewhere on his own backfield kind of bothers me a little bit. Uh, but I love his upside. I love his PPR. And uh, you know, their, their team, 
did struggle a little bit last year without Odell Beckham Jr., so they had to kind of lean on the, the run. But that's what Stefanski wants to do. He's a run-oriented guy. It gets him going to run the football. And so you got two of the best backs in the league to do that with, with Chubb and Hunt. So I'm smashing Kareem Hunt at this ADP. How about you? Uh, I, I'm neutral. Um, it, it's not because of his talent. Um, uh, I'm not, it's, there's no fade here. I just think... Um, I think it's a big Nick Chubb year, so I think his role gets diminished. Um, you, you know, his talent is immense, but he's not the most talented back on that football team. And I think Nick Chubb just um, he he plays uh, m- more of a, a, a much more of a goal line role this year. And you know, he was injured last year. You know, so. Um, Kareem Hunt got the stats because of that. So I, I again, uh, there's no fade. It's just I'm I'm neutral on it. Like I'll draft him here, but I'm not like I'm not targeting him. That's where I'm at. Mm, I always target Kareem Hunt. I never no, you love him. I you love never him. Draft without him. Yeah, and I've been successful with him. He hits. Year. He hits. Last year he was my RB one because my RB one Austin Eckler got hurt. And he finished as an RB1. So, you know, I'm just going to say that. All right. Uh, Tyler Lockett. I know you love him. I love him. Last year, he was boom, like literally boom, boom. He blew up, got over like 50 points in one game. And then he was bust a lot of games down the stretch, not scoring over 15 PPR points, 8, 9, 12, 13, 16. You know, I guess 16 is over 15 if you're technically looking at those numbers. But he, he, he was he was hit or miss. After his huge blow-up week, uh, what are we doing Tyler Lockett this year? His value is depressed compared to where he finished, by the way, uh, because he was a top-12 wide receiver last year. Wide receiver 21 seems a bit low for me. Yeah, but it's because he had that, like, 60-point game that one week, you know? I mean, if you watch how he kind of finished out the season, he really did peter out. Russ petered out. Right, Russ so, petered out. Um, he had 100 receptions last year. Love that. I mean, PPR, that's just diesel. Yes. Um, had over a thousand yards. I'm, I'm again, I'm neutral on this player here at this position. I'm, I'll, I'll definitely take Tyler Lockett. Um, I'm not taking him um, before this, but I'm not, I'll, I'll, you know, I, it depends on how my team looks, but um, if he's, if he's a wide receiver, you know, three or something like that yeah. here, that's sick. I so. Agree. I agree. Wide receiver two is putting a little bit on him uh, to, mm-hmm. to kind of buoy your team. Wide receiver three, that's sexy. That's sexy. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of last year, my wide receiver five, that just shows you how good my team was last year with A.J. Brown, Robert Woods, Deontay Johnson, uh, and then, you know, C.D. Lamb. And I had another guy, too. I forget who it was. But Deontay Johnson now more appropriately priced, the highest priced Pittsburgh wide receiver here at wide receiver 22. I love me some Deontay Johnson. Uh, so does Matt Harmon. I don't care about the drops. Uh, what do you think about it? Big fade. Big fade. Ooh, big fade. You know what? You're not the only person, though. Hayden Winks and Josh uh, uh, Norris were fading him as well on you know the underdog show the other day. Uh, Matt Harmon not fading him. They're leaning more towards Chase Claypool. What, what do you see in Deontay Johnson that concerns you? Or maybe is it not Deontay Johnson, but the offense or Big Ben or just what's going on in general in Pittsburgh? Big Ben coupled with Chase Claypool. And Juju Smith Schuster. I mean, he he's a great route runner. Um, you know, again, it, it, when you're looking at wide receivers, it really does come down to you know how how well 
do they get open and make plays on the ball? I, I, I think he's great. I just think, um, I think that this is a Chase Claypool year. Mm. Uh, I mean, he, he, he he's Kyle Pitts. <laughs> like he's who he's who you want Kyle Pitts to be. It's Chase Claypool. I right. mean, that that's what you're hoping Kyle Pitts does this year is be Chase Claypool, and you have Chase Claypool. So I just think that they're going to be looking to get him the ball way more than they did last year. He wasn't even a starter last year. And I just think it takes takes uh, it's a fade for me for Deontay. Yeah, I'm not going to fade him completely, but I'll say this much. Deontay Johnson last year was my one of my best wide receiver two theory candidates. And this year he's not. So uh, DJ Moore, Carolina product, Maryland, via uh, the University of Maryland, uh, Michael and myself are both proud Terps. Uh, shout out, Terp Nation. Uh, DJ Moore underperformed last year. Wide receiver three, I think, on his own team. Not where he wanted to finish. Below Curtis Samuel, you know, below Robbie Anderson. Now we have uh, a different quarterback. Sam Darnold has come in, who Robbie Anderson has best season with, statistically, uh, was was with this guy. What, what do we think about DJ Moore? Are we buying the rebound? or Listen. Are- he had he had he still had almost 1200 yards last year but it was on 66 receptions okay um big big fade for me and it's not dj moore's fault it's all it's all sam darnold base i hate sam Darnold. i don't think he's gonna i I think teddy bridgewater is a better quarterback than him so i don't think he's worth this draft capital at this ADP. So it's a, it's a fade for me. I'm fading this screen, big fade from cash on this screen. That's okay. I'm going to tell you DJ Moore was my fade in the sports gambling podcast network at this ADP too. Not because of his talent, because Sam Darnold. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, that's just an issue for me. And then Terrace Marshall, you know, I think he's going to be open more, not because he's better or he's better route running, because he's in the slot. And and that's just a, a great position to get open in the NFL. All right. Uh, we got a couple more left. Uh, I put this picture up here of our guy, Justin Herbert, because look at that horrible farmer's tan he has. And then check out mine and see, you know, like, okay, I can't see all the way. Uh, is that the worst tan you've seen on an NFL player before? That's, yeah, that's really weird, man. Like, you need to go hit a tanning salon, dude. That guy, he's just always doing weird stuff. Like, what weird. are you doing, man? You yeah, doing, that weird haircut he had last year. The weird pimples all over his face too, like yeah, yeah. Come on, man. Look, you're ten. I don't think he could drink yet either. I'm not sure about it. No, he hasn't touched a boob. I mean, he's married, I think, but he doesn't he has, can't touch a boob yet. Uh, now, I, what do you think about him though as QB six? I mean, he set rookie records in touchdowns. He's got Keenan Allen. Uh, I, lo- I love, I love, I love him. Um, you know, de- depending fifth on how round, my team. Though, I mean, what, uh, what's that? Fifth round though, we're talking here for. Yeah, Jake, yeah. Jake, reason wouldn't wouldn't pick him i'm just saying right right so again it's it's um it's probably based on strategy um but uh i i'm i'm excited about justin herbert this year so um it's kind of weird to to talk down kyler murray and then talk up justin herbert but um i don't know man it's it's see this is why i'm just not in a, a rush to get a QB, but if there's there's a QB run, um, 
there's just there's just there's still a lot of players i mean there's 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 a, a lot of people you can get so i guess i would say i'm neutral um here um i i think he has an amazing season so yeah. I, I i i you know i don't know it just kind of depends on how your team looks at this point i'm, I'm gonna fade him as a uh a round five quarterback mm-hmm. the reason i am is that you're looking for the next justin herbert this year you're not trying to grab justin herbert from last year right he was, he was free that was what was so intriguing right. about him is that you could get him for nothing right and so you're looking for the new one this year maybe not justin herbert it is highest ceiling possible really which i is, like that yeah so all right uh tj hawkinson somebody who i was all over the beginning of the year uh coming or beginning of this year kind of and uh, off season wise and and uh, i'm not saying my jets have cooled a little bit but uh you know bo's fading him and then you know his offense dan campbell I'm not sure. What are you doing with TJ Hawkinson right now? Are you drafting him it's here? It's the same thing. It's the same thing as Sam Darnold. Um, I think Jared Goff is a much better quarterback than Sam Darnold, but I think TJ Hawkinson um, is just on a bad team. You know, I, I mean, we we have no idea, you know, what this Lions offense is going to look like, but I'm just going to bet they look like the Lions every year. That's what I'm going to bet. And now they don't have Matt Stafford at the helm, so it's a it's a, it's a it's a small, slight thumb down for me here at this ADP. I don't want to draft. I, I'd I'd rather draft Justin Herbert than T.J. Hawkinson at this point. Yeah, I think I think Hawk is a beast, uh, but I am concerned about that offense and uh, just what's going to look like. I think if he is given ten targets a game type thing, wide receiver one on that team because he's the best downfield you know option they have then maybe but jared goff is so bad uh you know so uh, not so bad but i mean you're not drafting him this year so he's not good he's not in a good position so yeah I, I'm, I'm neutral but i probably won't be reaching for him uh it, as far as i'm concerned but yeah that's to me you know all right last two picks and then we are done we got three tweets and we're out russell wilson here last year in our league we finished with qb5 uh you know we have jamar chase what are you doing with Russ? What are you doing with Chase? Either one of these guys, a cup of tea for you? Um, I'm fading both. Uh, first year I would ever say to fade Russell Wilson, and it's just at this point in the draft, um, I don't. I'm not going to take a. I'm not going to spend a fifth round pick on Russell Wilson this year, which is right. last year. You know, I was I all about. Yeah. All about it. Yep. Beginning of the six. So. Uh, I'm with you. I don't think that uh, he's going to be a top five, top six quarterback this year. I'd rather have Aaron Rodgers. I'd rather have Matt Stafford. I'd rather have Ryan Tannehill. I think they're going to do better at their ADP. Uh, Mm -hmm. What about Jamar Chase? He's the first Bengal wide receiver to come up here before Higgins, before Boyd, of course. What do you think about him? Is he a wide receiver one this year on the Bengals? Uh, you know, I, it, to me, it's a fade again. I'm, I'm, I'm a very much a, um, uh, I gotta see w- w- what he looks like on that offense. So for me, that's really what it comes down to. Uh, Jamar Chase is a beast. He, it's just, you're on an offense with T Higgins and Tyler Boyd. Um, you are playing, you know, with your former quarterback, so there's gonna, he's gonna look his way. Um, I, I, I'm interested to see. I, I guess I'm, I, my honest answer is it's a fade for me here, but it's not 
not much of a fade. Like I'll, I'll scoop them up, you know, I'll roll the dice on them at, at some point, you know, just not right here. Yeah. No, no, I like it. Okay. Well that wraps up the, our preview of rounds four and five here for the fancy millionaires next week. We'll hit up rounds six, seven, uh, and then we'll continue on until we get to the, the first couple uh, it was like September, first couple of days of September. And then we'll be mm-hmm. fully on, you know, we'll do waiver wires or, or elevate, mitigate, eviscerate, all the different, uh, called the wire, sorry, the wire. We'll do the wire. We'll do elevate, mitigate, eviscerate. We'll get into DFS plays, you know, people that we like, we're going to be playing uh, all kinds of good stuff. We got some underdog content as well. Uh, by the way, you should, I, you just really should. You should go to underdog uh, and you should put in code nimble. And you should play against me and Mike uh, as much as you can, right? So go sign up right now, uh, put in code Nimble, and then please uh, look me up on Twitter. Look Mike up on Twitter, right? Mm-hmm. I'm Nimble W Numbers. He's the Ralph Macho. Check us out. Say, hey, I want to play with you. Jump into a tournament. Uh, we want to play. We want to do it every day. I'm super excited. I just got into a tournament. Uh, I'll tell you a little bit more about it later. But uh, it, it was a special uh, entry that I won into a tournament uh, Adam Levitan's in this tournament. Ian Harditz is in this tournament. So, uh, you know, I'm a nerd too. I get excited about guys getting in tournaments who are or DFS or fancy guys. I'm sure others do. We'd love to play with you. That's uh, just kind of part of who we are as uh, as fancy analysts. We want to touch the people and we want to impact as people as much as we can. So uh, do that. Check out Run the Sims. Check out uh, Big Time Flavor Co. or uh, Big Time Flavor Co. Uh, all those different places. Uh, and then I think we do have one more thing uh, we have to do with these three tweets. I need to to pull it up real quick. I've got my tweet ready to go. Um, do you do you uh, want me to go first? Do you want to go first? How you want to go it? first? All right. So this is from my guy uh, Pete Oberzet. This is our great nation needs RB drafters. My fellow drafters, we find ourselves at a scary precipice at this point in the draft season. Our draft rooms are currently under siege by the feeble, weak-minded beta boys that can't stop taking wide receivers in these drafts. The enemy is bearing down on us, forcing us to take T.Y. Hilton in the ninth round. If we don't do anything now, I fear Chase Claypool will be going in the first round by September. And that's why today, I, Uncle Sam, am here... Because I need you. Yes, yes, I need you. The person who starts their draft with four straight running backs and still takes J.D. McKissick in the 15th round. <laughs> yes, yes, you. Yes, yes, the one with the little ketchup on the shirt. You, yes, I need uh... you. Yes, the fantasy world needs you to join the resistance and combat the evil empire of wide receiver Thirsty Lemmings. I can't drive. Morale <laughs> is low right now. The enemy won't stop drafting wide receivers, even after they have eight, nine, (laughs) even ten. It's a scourge on this great American pastime of ours. Don't they know wide receiver is deep? You can get A.J. Green in the 16th round. (laughs) So what I need from you is to grab your testosterone pills, to grab your lunch pail, and head down to the nearest draft lobby. Enlist on Underdog. Enlist on FFPC. (laughs) Start hammering the shit out of those running backs <laughs> what this great nation was founded upon walter payton gail sayers jim brown these men paved the way and now these jackasses want to take rashad bateman in the eighth round no 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 
wait for DFS. We need you to start drafting running backs now. Our country will always be proudest of those who answered the first call to draft running backs. It's time to draft for liberty and justice. It's time to draft running backs again. This message was paid for by Big Wide Receiver and the Coalition of Anti-Fragile Drafters. That is awesome, dude. You definitely won. That was beast. Um, well, that's our guy, Pete Oberzet, by the way, if you if you can't tell uh, from, you know, the, the Uncle Sam getup that he had on. He's he's hilarious. He's really he's funny. So funny. Yeah, that was great. That was really funny. Um, mine is a little different. Hold on. Let me just uh, prep mine. Um, apparently, Fred Durst is back. Yeah, he's popular again. And um, so this is the. I guess he does stuff on TikTok, and this is um, this this is nothing else to really say about it. But this is what Fred Durst and Limp Biscuit do over on TikTok. Check it out. And it says, now that everyone's on board with Limp Biscuit uh, being a truly immense band, I need you to know how hard Fred Durst has also been crushing it on TikTok. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Hey, man, what's going on? I'm a bit stressed out. Oh, yeah, why is that? There's a guy in the tarp. You got a guy in your tarp? Yeah, well, I bought this huge tarp. I remember you were excited about that. And I haven't found much use for I know it. you've been struggling with that. Well, I've recently come to find out that there's a guy in it. You sure about that? God damn it. Yeah, I think so. Excuse me, man. Can you please come yeah, out? show yourself. Yo, sorry. Holy shit, is that? Jesus. My neighbor, Fred. Oh my God. Fred, what's the deal, man? I'm looking for my red hat, man. I don't have your red hat, man. We've been over this. This sucks, man. Holy shit. Relax, man. We'll get you another hat. It's not a big deal. It's my hat, man. We'll get you another red hat, man. It's not in the tarp. Wait, what about the hat you have on? What? Yeah, what about the hat you have on already? It's beautiful, man. Who's that guy? He's uh just another guy, man. He's cool. Hey. Don't worry about it. What's this huge tarp for anyway? Uh I'm in the process of figuring that out. This tarp is too big. I, I figured it might be good to have on <laughs> You hand. could lose something in here. I sure hope not. You didn't. This could be amazing. I hope so. It's an incredible big tarp. Yeah, I mean, that's the idea. That's so interesting. Hey, <laughs> Hey man, want to come over to my house and watch some weird stuff on the internet? <laughs> I durst. <laughs> oh, what up? Yeah, yeah. I, I did see he came back, and uh, I'm glad he came back. You know, um, yeah. I'll, tell you, I'll tell you who never left is this guy. Uh, this is this is my win. Uh, this is a baby who's. I think he's dancing to the mother effing chronic. Uh, we'll, we'll just take a look and see what what happens with this baby here. Okay. Episode by Dr. Dre on Amazon Music. Oh, it's the next episode. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. The baby the is down by Dr. But, Dre. But on Amazon Music. I gotta say, that's uh, awesome. Really, it. that guy falling down. Uh, that little baby really got the 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 rhythm down. He was winning it all for me tonight. So happy, uh, baby, dancing to Dr. Dre. I don't think and Snoop Dogg. I don't think it gets any better than that. You know, that's right. 
as we leave. So, uh, yeah, go, do check out all the different places we talked about today. Go check out Run the Sims. Go jump into Underdog. You know, an Underdog right now, by the way, uh, fam, they got the new puppy. It's the the puppy uh, two, five bucks, five hundred thousand dollars in prizes right now. Now you sign up, put 10 bucks in, you get a free 25 bucks. You can play five of these bad boys, right? And if you win, oh, I think it's 50K the winner. Come on, guys. Get in on Underdog Fantasy now. Uh, and then, you know, win some money, play with us. It's awesome. And I can't wait for the season to start. We're going to do some stuff with Underdog this year that we haven't really revealed yet. Um, but there's weekly leagues, kind of DFS style, where we can draft a new team every single week. And go head-to-head with friends. Go in a big-man league, a 12-man league. And also, I just saw they rolled out $100 best ball leagues on uh, Underdog. So, Mike, I'm just going to tell you, I'm going to be putting one together. I'd love to have you in. It's a $100 entry. 12 Not three-team. It's 12-team. So, uh, go over to Underdog. Sign up now. Code NIMBLE. And you know what to do. I think that's it for us. I think I think we've we've uh, crushed it out of the park. You know, we'll be back next week. Anything else you wanted to say on the way out? Peace and love, everybody. Always peace and love. That's like your favorite thing to say, by the way. I, I, mm-hmm. I have that. That's what I like to say at the end of the show. I like to say peace and love. Peace and love. No, I like it. Peace and love. Peace and love, everybody. Uh, I, I, that's, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start saying that too. You know what I mean? Not at the end of the show. But it's a good thing to say. It's a good not, thing to say. It's not, spread it. It's spread not, it. It's not a bad. All right, I'll try it. Peace and love. Peace and love. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.